Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm really well. Now I know we've got gimps, necrophilia and smelly the true corpses crime to fan talk who about. Murdered, the true crime fan who turned to murder. And that. What more do you want in a podcast? They want it all and they want it now. I want it all and I want it now. As the late, great Freddie Mercury once sang. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 We still love you. We're podcasters. And, and we still hate each other. Are no longer very much in the swing of things. But we've got our finger in the pulse. Of hey, my, thing, my thing is still swinging. I'll tell you that for free. Is it? Well, maybe not. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay with being okay. <laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi. Victoria Mitzi. What podcasts were made for. I'm and Ben mean, Ando. Yes, that's what you've got to do. When they're presenting breakfast, they go, I'm Ben Ando and Victoria Mitzi. They say both of them together. <laughs> Except present, neither, don't they? neither of us have ever presented breakfast. If, if we're going to do that, I would have to be Charlie State or John Kay. And You're you obsessed would, with those people. You would have to be um, Louise Minchin or Sally Nugent or um, who's the other one? Sally Nugent. Oh, I can't remember now. I'd, I think I'd, she I'd... looks like a bird. When I worked at the BBC, I used to watch Breakfast a lot, but now I just hardly ever watch any telly at all. Well, of course, I used to be the breakfast reader for of course you BBC did. Radio Devon. Before they fired your sorry ass. Before they said, and don't come back. <laughs> is, is that how they said it, being in Devon? I think people have said the same thing to the Somerset Gimp, haven't they? <laughs> 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 I think him and I have got a lot in common. Are you the Devon Gimp? That is seriously freaky, the Somerset Gimp. I Are love you the Somerset Gimp. see him when you go gimp. to Somerset? I think every county should have its Gimp. Every podcast should have its Gimp. <laughs> I hope he wasn't a limp Gimp. <laughs> I think he's a bit of a wimp Gimp. <laughs> I think he probably is. Aren't you a wimp being a Gimp? Really? I... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... yeah. According to this, the Somerset Gimp, Joshua Hunt, aged 32, was given a sexual risk order after police linked him to 25 incidents across the county where he'd been banned from dressing in an all-black gimp suit in public at night and crawling, wriggling or writhing on the ground for five years. Can I tell you what he did? That's the weirdest bit. Not the gimp bit. The gimp bit's quite normal if you move in circles like I do. It was the <laughs> writhing on the floor in the soil. That's very strange. The man in skin-tight dark clothing was seen writhing on the ground and stepping out in front of cars in remote locations across Somerset since 2018. The court had heard that witnesses to an incident in October said they saw a man wearing a gimp suit who grabbed his penis over the top of his clothing and gyrated against the floor. That's what I don't understand as well. The gyrating on the floor, but also, like, why do you grab... If you're in a gimp suit, surely it's your penis is quite strapped down. <laughs> the, the, the defending lawyer, Peter Richardson, said that um, Joshua Hunt had taken a pragmatic and practical approach to the application for the order. 
Mr. Richardson said, we are not contesting the application, but that is not the same as agreeing with everything that is set out. He said, I may be a gimp, but I'm not a sexual pervert. Ooh, he's about pervert. Yeah, let's make that distinction right here. <laughs> oh, restrictions have also been placed on his computer use and access to the internet. Oh, he can't even be the online gimp. That seems a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> If you're walking down the street in the dark and you've maybe had a glass or two and then there's this, like, guy dressed as a gimp just standing there, (laughs) that would totally make me... Like, apparently it's given people PTSD. They've been gimped. If you see him lying in the street, wriggling around and being a gimp, just walk on by. Walk on by. Oh, goodness, we're going to be switched on off if anyone. Sorry, everybody. Please feel free to turn us off. Oh, my God. They've done that ages ago, but not now. Now we're only wriggling into their inbox every so often. Yeah, we're, 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 we're occasional podders. Let's talk about Colorado funeral homeowners arrested after 190 corpses found. And I thought this was quite timely with the findings about the David Fuller case uh, being in the news as of the past day or so, because that also has to do with corpses and the owners of Colorado Funeral Home are accused of giving fake cremated remains to some bereaved families, among other allegations. John and Kerry Halford were arrested by authorities in Oklahoma. Authorities found 190 sets of decaying remains last month, and this was written at the beginning of November, in the couple's funeral home in Penrose, some dating back to 2019. They're facing charges of abuse of a corpse. There is the link to the David Fuller case. Uh Theft, money laundering and forgery. Authorities began investigating the Return to Nature funeral home after neighbours reported a foul smell spreading from the facility. Investigators entered to find abhorrent conditions with dozens of stacked bodies, some of which had been there for years. At a press conference, District Attorney Michael Allen said authorities would not be releasing many details in order to protect the ongoing investigation. He described the details of the case as absolutely shocking. Some relatives are also believed to have received fake cremated remains of their deceased loved ones. I've always wondered about that. How do you know that, like, Uncle Terry on the mantelpiece is actually not just sort of someone's ashtray remains? You don't. You take a gamble on the trustworthiness of the uh, funeral director, don't you? So what I understand is that these people were taking people's money to cremate yeah, the, their loved ones. Yeah, yeah. so they, they would charge um, around $1,800 for the sort of the basic natural burial. Uh, that didn't include the cost of a casket or cemetery space. According to their website, the bodies are not embalmed, uh, so they'll rot, and they're buried in biodegradable caskets, shrouds, or in nothing at all, just laid to rest raw, so to speak, in the earth. And I can see how that might, might appeal to a certain demographic, the idea of a, a totally natural return to nature for your dead loved one. Um, and they also offer cremation for um, just over um, or just under $1,300. And the cremation includes them planting a tree in Colorado National Forest. So... 
I can understand why this kind of idea of a different type of uh, burial or cremation would appeal to some people, especially, dare I say, in America. Um, but I don't really understand why they didn't just refrigerate the bodies and dispose of them in the way they said they were. They were they were charging mm. money. Um, mm. I'm not quite sure why they just seemed to leave these bodies to rot, which led to this smell that one neighbour thought was coming from a septic tank and another thought was coming from a dead animal on the property. I wonder if it's expensive to do and they just wanted to pocket the dosh and do nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to pocket that dosh and then live in a house where you're surrounded by a horrible smell of dead bodies, <laughs> you might think to yourself, do you know what, I'm going to give some of that dosh up to buy a proper uh, cremation oven and or sort out proper, um, it, um, you know, refrigerators to store the corpses in. But hey, I don't know. There's clearly something very wrong there. I think it's all a bit odd. I, it, it doesn't quite um, stack up for me, this story. <laughs> I'm mm. sure there's more to this than meets the eye or indeed the nose. Oh, no. Corpses oh, yes. are being identifi identified through fingerprints, dental records, medical hardware and DNA testing. Well, medical hardware will be like artificial hips, won't it, or stuff like that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They were picked mm -hmm. up in Wagoner, Oklahoma, having presumably gone on the run from their, their place in Colorado. And they're now facing extradition back to Colorado ahead of a first appearance in El Paso County Court. <laughs> you must yeah, no wonder old El Paso. They, huh? they were on the run from their stinky palace. They are on the run from their stinky palace. <laughs> I think she's quite attractive. Oh, yeah, you did. Where is There's she? There's a nice photo of them both, sort of all well. suited and booted in front of their home and with a sign that says, Return to Nature, Burial and Cremation. And their sort of their logo was sort of like exactly the kind of font you'd expect. Expect we'd like a tree with leaves just gently blowing off it. Yeah, it's not the only thing that's blowing off now, is it? Boom, boom. Don't you think that people's mug? You know, I love a mugshot. Uh, yes. And have you seen the mugshot in the article? Yeah, I've seen both the mugshots. So they he's look got very a bit of an sorry for themselves, don't they? Yeah, they do look quite pleased. He's got a bit of an inverse mongoloid slant going on. And... I knew you'd say that. I thought you were going to say something about his forehead. I'm, 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 I'm looking more about his tricky moustache now. He's also got very low-set ears. His ears are only just above his neck. <laughs> That's always a good look. <laughs> well, normally when you when you draw a face you sort of draw an oval and you put the ears at the halfway point up, up, up the face and then you draw a line across the top of the ears and that's where the eyes are but his if you draw a line through his eyes they that, that line goes sort of about a good you know couple of centimeters above his ears which seem to be very low low down and almost level with his mouth if i didn't know better i'd say he was an alien I mean, we've got to the bottom of that story then. The hurry is in exactly the right place. Oh, I bet you think so. I, I, come on, everybody has strong opinions about ear position, don't they? Or is it just me? I think it might just be you, <laughs> as well as uh, you have a strong position on feet. Yeah, fe oh, don't shoes. talk to me about feet. Don't even get me started on feet. Go on. Oh, no, you know what, what I do think you love feet? particularly about feet? Nothing. Absolutely zit. Diddly squat. Feet are hideous. No, you find it very funny. You send me pictures of people's feet, may I say. <laughs> there are some feet funnier <laughs> than others. It's and there the are some characteristics wear. around feet, which I'm not going to go into. <laughs> I think you can tell a lot about someone from their feet. Don't you mean their shoes? 
that's what they say. Men with large feet need very large shoes. <laughs> Have you got big feet? You know I haven't got big feet. I've got tiddly feet. <laughs> big foot mitts with Tiddle. their sparkly flip-flops. Tiddlefoot. I no, hear you've t- lost a flip. You've only got a flop left. <laughs> no, 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 I've lost the flop. Oh, it's a flop you lost, is it? I've only got a flip. Okay. Does Do that mean you, you flip around the house on one foot? <laughs> you can hear me from a distance. Flop, <laughs> flop, <laughs> flop. <laughs> she flops around the house on one small foot. We probably should not make this an in-joke and share with people that my flop got chewed by the dog when I was on a work call and I couldn't do anything about it because there's nothing worse than people telling animals or children off when you're listening. It's very embarrassing. Was your flip-flop on the foot when the dog chewed it? No. No, it was right... I don't, she'd gone and got it from somewhere. Okay. So then I all, I clock it and I think, I can't even tell you. Also, she happily... But she knows that. She took it when I was on the phone so that I couldn't take it away from her. She was just out of reach. You're too soft. You need to beat the dog. I should have beat her with the half of the flop that was remaining. Beat her with the flip to teach her off... To teach her... Teach her off. Chewing the flop. <laughs> Hey, um, I wanted to segue neatly into the David Fuller stuff because it's been in the news recently and the NHS failings enabled necrophiliac to sexually abuse bodies for 15... Sorry, I'm getting all spitty because I've got a cold. Did I mention I've got a cold? For 15 years without being caught. 15 years of dead body abuse. Disgusting. Some years he made 444 separate visits to the mortuary, which had gone unnoticed and unchecked, which suggests to me he's... I mean, 444, that's more than one a day. He's going in the morning, then popping out for a snack and then going back in the (laughs) afternoon. Yeah, just a bit of light refreshment before... going out for a sandwich. Before a bit of necro. He was able to offend without being caught because of serious failings at the hospitals where he worked... uh, a, a report has found. Can I say the background quickly that he, David Fuller, um, sexually abused the corpses of more than 100 women and girls over 15 years. The 69-year-old electrician was handed a whole life order in 2021 after police uncovered a harrowing trove of photographs of the abuse in a search of his East Sussex home. And an inquiry was launched to establish how he was able to commit his crimes undetected for so long at Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust. And that's what's just the findings of that have just come out. Um, and what I see, the reason that I was thinking about it when I read about those um, Colorado dudes was that it's total abuse of this sacrosanct time in your life. You can't even be left alone when you're dead. No, you can't. You're still going to get fiddled with, aren't you? But, I don't, but the thing is, to be fair, the only thing I don't, I don't get on this, and this is going to make, and I am a terrible person, is once you're dead, you're dead. So what does it matter? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you mind if somebody was kind of like messing around with your eyes? What, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, you know, interfering with a corpse is a criminal offence. I understand that, but the, the, the sort of the reality is, he has been punished, and and that's that. I mean, it's not like the corpse has suffered; they're dead. Oh, I think it's, I can understand that if, say, for example, you know, something awful happened to one of the members of your family, and especially children, and they were in, their bodies were being sort of, you know, tested or whatever they do in 
in those cold mortuary type of places, you know, you really would be completely offended by somebody going in and doing that, wouldn't you? Sure, I wouldn't like it at all. I'd be very, very unhappy. But I'm just saying the actual corpse itself isn't going to feel anything. (laughs) No, that's quite obvious. But what's that got to do with the price of ice? Thank you, Captain Obvious. Can we get to our mastermind? Special subject, the bleeding obvious. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's all all right. Let David Fuller out of prison, everyone, because they never. No, I don't want to. I want him to stay in prison. I think. But how can you understand then that fiddling around with a dead body is a criminal offence? You say you understand it, but you obviously don't if you think it's the corpse doesn't feel anything, so it's okay. No, I don't think it's okay at all. Okay, so it is disgusting and disrespectful. No? Uh, yeah, that's. I suppose that's the thing. I don't really see how it's disrespectful because they're dead, but I do get that people feel that it's disrespectful and I think it's disgusting and horrible and all the rest of it. He has blatantly pushed the boundaries of totally unacceptable. Who David has. Yes, he really has, because also within that is like, why do you want to do that with a corpse? Well, yeah, I mean, that, well, that's a different question. I mean, there's all sorts of people with weird fetishes, aren't there? I Is mean, it a fetish? We've been talking about the Somerset Gimp not not a few <laughs> minutes ago. So um, yeah. there's somebody who likes to writhe on the floor on roads in front of people. I think we've covered suit. the largest amount of fetishes in the shortest time. We well, should write to the Guinness Book of Records. Yay, go us. <laughs> but Have you uh, heard of furries? No. So furries are people whose fetish is to dress up as furry animals. And I went on a a train trip um, over the summer and there were two furries on the train trip. There were were two adult men dressed as furry animals. But isn't that cute or is it sexual? Um, I I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say cute. Are they that Keith Lemon character where he used to talk to celebrities and then get... And do you remember when he was that bear and the bear I don't used to get that. excited? No, I never watched Keith Lemon at all, ever. No. Oh. Well, the bear used to get inappropriately excited when he was talking to people like Kylie Minogue and then get <laughs> <laughs> amorous sensations towards them. <laughs> That's uh, there must be a sort of a bear getting wood or something joke there, but I can't think of it. Isn't that the same as um when Rod Hull used to have emu mew and used to sort of like grab people's genitals with emu but of course really it was his hand inside the bird's beak <laughs> grabbing michael parkinson's genitalia <laughs> like spit the dog <laughs> spit the, it was, i don't think spit the dog used to grab people's genitalia i think spit the dog used to just go and sort of like make a spitting action at them didn't he yeah but they both used to do things and the owner who was actually doing it was pretending they didn't know whereas yeah, they were right. doing it that's what's brilliant about doing yeah if you don't, oh, to our foreign friends, this will be making no sense, but your Google will be busy. Yeah. <laughs> you, I insist you Google those two. Um, Google away. I still want to know. So let me get to the the nub of okay. the fuller point. Is it a fetish, what he does? Is that... Yeah, it's necrophilia, isn't it? I mean, I, I, is that I, a I assume he was sexually assaulting these corpses, which means there is a sexual motive. So that is the... Becoming sexual aroused, sexually aroused through um, sexual activity with dead bodies, which is what necrophilia is. Because when I hear fetish, I think, oh, like, you know, gimp suit, and that's quite cute. But necrophilia isn't cute at all. No. Some fetishes are cuter than others. <laughs> like, what's the furry one? Yeah, the f- furry. They call them furries. Yeah. <laughs> what's furry in Italian? 
Uh, I don't know. I, can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's leather, cute in Italian. Is pella, but I don't know Bella, but I don't know what furry is. Sorry. Pellegrino. Filoso. <laughs> <laughs> that's a type. That's a place, but produces um, mineral water. This, that you have to put the San on the front there. San Pellegrino. Okay, it's quite nice, San Pellegrino. I like it. It is. Right. Should we talk about Korean true crime fan murdering stranger out of curiosity? Go on then. I also thought of you, our listeners, when I read this. I was wondering if any of you had the urge after listening to true crime. <laughs> right, this um young lady, young Jung Yu Jung, age twenty-three, um, I'm looking at a picture of a bespectacled young lady who really doesn't look capable of murder. However, a South Korean court has given a life sentence to a true crime fan who told police she murdered a stranger out of curiosity. Jung Yu Jung, 23, had been obsessed with true crime shows and novels and scored highly on psychopath tests, police said. How are your psychopath tests going, Ben? I've never done them. As as there an example? Is there a psychopath test we can do? I know I um I did the autism test a few years ago. Um, when it asks you questions like, "Do you know when it's your turn to speak on the phone?" Oh, I suppose you could say, "Or oh, your turn to speak on the podcast." Yeah. And that was a good way of identifying. Look at me letting you speak. Look at yeah. me. I've turned no. over an no. entire no. new leaf. No. See, I don't know. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm jumping in there because I th- thought it was my turn to speak, and it turned out it wasn't. Weren't journalists supposed to be the closest profession with the largest amount of psychopath or psychopathic tendencies? I've never seen that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, talking... I don't know why that reminded me of the death list. I think it's about time to get the death list out. So that's two things for forward planning on the podcast, if we ever meet again. Um, One of them, we could do a psychopath test for Uh Christmas, like a quiz... Okay, Would that be good? Yeah. And the other is the death list. <coughs> I think it's time to research the death list. Anyway, back to the story. What's, hang on, what is the death list? People who've died this year. A carefully selected list of 50 celebrities chosen by the death list committee each calendar year for their likelihood to die during that year. <laughs> How I like this. <laughs> yeah, that I'm loving. Okay, we won't go into it, though, because now... No, we won't talk about it now, but we will talk about it later. crime fan to analyse. Fixated with the idea of trying out a murder, she used an app to meet an English language teacher, stabbing her to death at her home in May. The brutal killing shocked South Korea. Prosecutors had asked for the death penalty, a request typically reserved for the gravest of offences. Well, that will be the gravest of the grave. Um, They told the court that Jung, an unemployed loner who lived with her grandfather, had looked for victims for months using an online tutoring app to find a target. She should have gone on Grinder. She contacted more than 50 people and favoured women, asking them if they conducted their lessons at home. That's such a, like, now they're, they're kicking themselves. Oh, no wonder <laughs> she was... Well, the one who's dead won't be kicking herself. <laughs> In May, posing as the mother of a high school student who needed English lessons, she contacted the 26-year-old victim who lived in the southeastern city of Busan. Her identity has not been disclosed by police. Jung then showed up at the tutor's house dressed in a school uniform. Very important detail there. 
She'd bought online, prosecutors said. After the teacher let her in, she attacked the woman, stabbing her more than a hundred times, continuing the frenzied attack even after the victim had died. She then dismembered the woman's body and took a taxi ride to dump some of the remains in remote parkland near a river north of Busan. She was arrested after the taxi driver tipped off police about a customer who dumped a blood-soaked suitcase in the woods. I mean, she kind of researched how to dispose of the body very well. If the documents and things that she looked at didn't happen to mention, oh, and by the way, when you are disposing of the body, if it's in a blood-soaked suitcase, don't take that in a cab. You'll never guess who I am in my cab. Something's telling me Jung wanted to be detected. Oh, yeah, possibly. Her online browsing history showed she'd researched for months on how to kill and how to get rid of a body. I think she her last the last bit of that was a bit lacklustre research. Yeah, that wasn't her best research, was it? No. But she was careless, police said. Took no effort to avoid CCTV, which captured her entering and leaving the tutor's home several times. Oh dear, it really all went bad for you. Jung Yu Jung. She pleaded for a more lenient sentence, saying she'd suffered hallucinations and other mental disorders at the time. The court rejected her argument as the crime had been carefully planned and carried out. So, guys, make sure that nobody knows you're carefully planning and carried, carrying out your crimes. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 although she has been given... She was spared the death penalty. Um, because South Korea hasn't carried out an execution since 1997. And she was given a life sentence in prison. They noted that her statements to police had frequently changed. Initially, Jung said that she'd only moved the body after someone else killed the woman. That's like your Dixie guy saying that he only <laughs> yeah, shagged the right. corpse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after he came across. What was what was his excuse that she was already dead? So what did it matter? Yeah. So Mark Dixie was the chef who was convicted of murdering Sally Ann Bowman in Croydon. Um, but he said he had just found her body on the drive of her home and had just decided to have sex with it, but hadn't actually killed her. That was how that was how he explained that when her corpse was found, his semen was there. Who was there? His was semen, present. That, you, was you present. made it sound like a cartoon character called Semen was standing next to the body. I'm the semen stains. <laughs> well, semen may have been standing next to the body, but it wasn't a cartoon character. Was it an able semen? <laughs> In the end, she confessed that her interest in committing a murder had been piqued by crime shows and TV programmes. That's something I don't think that our podcast would incite. I was was quite relieved to know that she didn't put podcasts as well. Yes, just at the bottom it says, I blame it all on Bernando. I blame it all on... He made me do it. (laughs) He flipped my flop. (laughs) Flipped my flop. Oh, South Korea retains the death penalty, but hasn't carried out an execution since 1997. You don't listen to a word I say. I literally said that a couple of minutes ago. I don't listen to a word you say. No, I don't listen to some words you say if I'm thinking something else intently. (laughs) Can you only do one thing at once? (laughs) Sometimes I can't even do that one thing. Can you pat your head while rubbing your tummy? I can pat my tummy while rubbing my head. Can you see what I'm doing? (laughs) <laughs> oh, Ben, put it away. <laughs> hey, um, I think that's much. us then. Unless you want to tell us anything about what you've been up to or what you've got coming up. Like I had, some uh, massive I ha- interviews I that you're not I've t- been to. I've been to Sicily us. to see my elderly aunt for her 85th birthday with my eldest daughter. We knew that on the last pod, though. 
I'm I've been to this weekend just gone. I've been at a the the UK's largest model train show event at uh, the NEC in Birmingham with my little company, um, unveiling a new product. I've never ever seen you look more bored. I'm not. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. And uh, before Christmas, I'm going to Edinburgh for a little trip away, which should be fun. And what are you going to do there? Possibly look at the castle, look at the botanical gardens, and possibly. Have you been to the castle? I never had before. No, I haven't. I did, and I did whiskey tasting in there. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Did you it enjoy it? It was really cool. I liked. I didn't like whiskey before I went in, and then after I went out, I'd been sold all the stuff that they wanted <laughs> to sell the idiots, and then I liked whiskey. But did they it see still you makes coming? Bit... <laughs> it wasn't that kind of trip, Ben. Very good. Ah, all it takes is a little application. <laughs> well, <laughs> now listen, I don't have all snazzy travels to compare to you, but um, I'm just doing loads of Christmas things at the moment because they start really early. Yeah, but every in... time somebody does Christmas in November, then Santa shoots an elf in the back of the head. <laughs> is that a fact? Oh, that's Possibly. I haven't put my decorations up. Right, in that case, you. you're right. It's decorations that's the real, the real elf killer. You've got to wait till it's December. Are they bad for your elf? Boom, boom. Uh, right. Well, that's fantastic. And it's lovely to see you again. And don't forget, you can buy us a coffee forward slash YDLMF. <gasps> All the proceeds go to me. <laughs> Why would they go anywhere else? <laughs> I just want to, you know, people are always like, oh, a penny of everything you give goes to help for heroes. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> just just to put you in the picture um and you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com for anything you want to send me trust me i'm quite used to all sorts of rude stuff landing in that inbox so <laughs> sounds a bit rude if it's not offensive then actually if it is offensive i'll read it out and on that note i think we should uh, love each other and leave each other bye bye everybody bye 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 good to see you bye bye